What's going on, party people? It's your main man, MMA by Melkin. Oh, my goodness. It has been a long time. Got recaps and news. That's actually what this is. I actually have this listed, <laughs> my podcast listed as news. So let's talk about some news, people. Happy New Year. Man, it has been a while. I finally posted some suspect picks for... Uh, the previous fight night card. Uh, well, no, it was for UFC. Well, I had to do UFC 284. Had to. Had to do that. Had to do that. Man, this is going too far. It's going too long, man. Had to. Okay, so right now, that was 284. We got 285 coming up. Jones versus Surreal Gone. Serial Gains is what we love to call them. We have Valentina Shevchenko, Bullet, going up against Alexa Grasso. Ah, you know, just on the personal note, like, yeah, I mean, we got a problem. Well, well, it's no point in me complaining about this matchup because Tali Santos is out and Manon is out. So I can't, you know, because, you know, my thing is just let Grasso, she wanted to do another five-round fight. But there's nobody for her f- to fight. She already uh, defeated Viviani Arujo, who's actually going to be fighting. Uh, she has a fight schedule against Andrea Lee, KGB Lee. Uh, I think uh, KG, KGB should pull that one out. Uh, yeah, I, I look, because a lot of people out there, if you don't know about KG, you know, KGB Lee, she seems to like the uh, bigots. She likes, likes being surrounded by the nicest. Look, on my channel, look, I got to call it as I see it. I can't, I'm not going to discuss, you know, going to John Jones exploits outside the octagon i'm not going to go into you know her situation i just got to rate these fighters as i see them as i said many times before kgb lee is one of the biggest underachievers going she is she had the potential to be a, a star she truly did she had the potential and she just you know being around knuckleheads man but uh, for the most part, I always favor her in a lot of her fights. She could beat Viviani Arujo. Arujo has that suspect cardio. And, you know, I just don't see her last in that. But y'all don't want to hear about that. Y'all want to know about this next fight coming. You don't know about John Jones versus Surreal Gun. I don't like John Jones' chances at heavyweight unless he's going, you know, Derek Lewis, he should kill Derek Lewis. Uh, there's a lot of fighters in there he should beat. You know, uh, even Tom Aspinall. I, see, the thing about um, John Jones gaining all that weight, I'm not big on gaining weight in your 30s. Unless it's, unless you really it's you trying to get that bank, you trying to get that bag, as the kids say, you trying to get a ton of. I'm talking about some serious money, not wherever the UFC is paying. And apparently, they are they did buckle and they finally paid because they haven't actually. John Jones is making like in the hundred thousand dollar range. It's sure, because a lot of people don't understand. Like these fighters get a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not going to say under the table, but, you know, part of the reason the MMA fighters don't want people to know how much they want to make so that, you know, taxes, things like that. If there's an opportunity not to get hit with taxes, you got a boss that might slide you some cash, slide you your win bonus 100% in cash because it's just hearsay. Really, IRS can't say anything. If they don't see the $50,000 in your bank account, you know, they can't say, well, look, Dana White said he gave you $50,000. Now, of course, the commission and all that kind of stuff. But still. You know, like, like I understand, like people say, no, that's impossible. No, they, they, they got to tell us how much they're making. No, they don't have to tell us anything. You know, now some of the fighters, it's like, look, like Charles Jordan, <clears throat> for him to come on Twitter the way he has, it's, it's, it's like, come on, man. 
He's actually bragging about getting paid one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Which listen, that look, give me one hundred thirty thousand dollars. I'm going to do some talk. I'm going to talk trash too. You know, actually, no, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth closed. I don't want nobody knowing I got a hundred grand. Shoot, I'm gonna keep my mouth closed. I'm not gonna go on Twitter and tell nobody nothing. Y'all gonna know forever that I'm poor. I ain't telling y'all nothing unless I get exposed. You hear me? I gotta get caught on TMZ. Straight up. I ain't telling nobody nothing, Jack. But, um, oh, the, the Turner fight with Dan Hooker. So, look, 280, uh, I'm, all, I'm rambling on. I'm we'll be giving you all the news. Okay, so 285. This will be headlined by John Jones and Cyril Gahn. We have Valentina Shachanko versus Lexa Grasso. Now, Jalen Turner is not facing Dan Hooker. I believe Matisse Gamrot stepped in for that matchup there. Jif uh, Neal. I'm not sure if, he, if he's going to still take on Shavgat Rachmanov, man. If y'all don't know. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, the, the casualness has got to stop. Okay, the casualness has got to stop. I'm not, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. I'm a casual, you know. <laughs> I ain't supposed to know. Just going to watch the co-main in the main. That's all. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Stop it, stop it. Unless Shafcock gets knocked out by Jeff Neal, which a lot of people, you know, we, we don't know. You know, Neil, hands are still Neil. Hands are still Neil. We don't know. We don't know, you know what I mean? Because he still hands the steel. And he can still knock this dude out. But Shafkat Rachmanov is the future. Unless Jeff Neal stops this dude, he is, that's it. That is it. Welterweight division is on notice. Speaking of, and then uh, that's welterweight at middleweight. We got Bo Neckel getting a big push going up against Jamie Pickett. That should be an easy fight for Bo Nickel. No offense to Jamie Pickett, but that should be a, a, a easy fight for Bo Nickel. Uh, we have a February 25th card coming up on one championship. They're back. Pretty sure they're going to be back in Lupini Stadium. That is a big, big, huge deal. Lupini Stadium is, I mean, when you're talking about Muay Thai, it is history. That is a big deal. UFC, but you know, um, one championship has a grappling over there too. They've been bringing in a lot of high-level jujitsu and sambo fighters, sambo world champions over the one championship. However, UFC said, you know what? We'll see you and raise you ADCC tournament run on Fight Pass. Apparently, UFC has struck a deal where they're going to feature uh, the ADC ADCC Jiu-Jitsu tournaments on Fight Pass. That is a big deal. And of course, we had opening cars this year. Open what we had: Invicta, LFA, CFFC is coming soon, and of course, Bellator. Pay homage, send them. You know, give a salute to Fedor Emelenko, the heavyweight goat. You know, I don't do the goat list. I don't like saying goat, but yeah, if anyone's going to be the goat in the heavyweight division, it is Fedor Emelenko. I don't want to hear about nobody else. I don't want to hear about no Stipe. I don't want to hear about none of that. This is Fedor. For the sheer fact that he became a worldwide, worldwide phenomenon without having to go to the UFC. I mean, think about that, man. That is huge. Everyone else had to pass through the UFC. Not Fedor. Not Fedor. So, Congrats to him on his retirement. Hopefully he actually stays retired this time. Oh, good grief. Hopefully he does. Uh, congratulations to Francis Nangano for getting the hell out of the UFC. Um, and I love the support from all the fighters. Gone, John Jones, 
of course Izzy was going to support him. But yeah, I love all the support and positive um, feedback Francis has been getting. Yeah, I mean, you know, me personally, I would have stayed. But um, man, I look because you know what? Because really, because uh, Eddie Alvarez he said that really what happened was the UFC got outbid. Yeah, I mean, the UFC can't pay Francis more than he can make in boxing. So I know a lot of people say, yeah, the, the UFC should call for money, which they should, but they weren't going to give him give Francis the same amount of money that he would make in boxing. Now, this is a, and then and not only that, you got Tyson Fury that said, you know, it, these polite call-outs. You're not, man, and I don't remember anyone getting a polite, crossing over to boxing. I don't, I don't recall anyone getting a polite call-out. But, I mean, Tyson Fury said, I mean, even Tyson Fury, I think he said he's willing to do it in smaller gloves. Like, uh, and of course, um, the blunt, the bronze uh, bomber, Wilder said, he, man, he said, look, he ain't going to be no punk. He said, look, boxing and MMA. He's willing to cross over, you know, the guy crossing over to boxing. He said he's willing, uh, the bronze bomber said he's willing to cross over into MMA. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, Francis, I hope, now my only issue is I hope Francis goes ahead and sees those opportunities. You know, just go ahead and do it. Don't screw around because he, he wants to try and negotiate his uh, contract and everything. It's, it's, I just think that's a bad idea. I think he should hire someone to do it. Um, I mean, take out loans, do whatever, do whatever we got to do because he's going to get the money back. But he needs to do that. It makes no sense to leave the UFC and just wander around talking to people. So hopefully he takes both of those men up on their offer. That it, You know, that's, that's huge to me. He has to do it. But... Well, congratulations to him for getting out of the UFC because that getting out of that contract, that championship clause, man, listen, Randy Couture. And sadly, they even threatened France. Like, you know, remember, you know, you need to uh, ask Randy Couture what happened. It's like Randy Couture, Randy Couture already spoke on the matter. It's it's horrible. They, like I said, they run it like it's a mob. They run it like it's a mob casino. That's how they run the UFC. That's how Dana White and company runs the UFC. I done told people that I don't know how many times. So this fairness, this you can't be serious. <laughs> yeah, and they want, you know, government step in. It's a business. It's not really a sport because they don't come. You need other promotions to come together and form a league. You can't have a league onto its own. And even if you did, like, UFC actually has enough promotions on under Fight Pass to start, to start a league, but that's the UFC and their league. Like, that's – it's not a good idea. It's not a – you know, you need a, a promotion to come in that they can come together as a, and work together, but they can also check each other. You know, like Chattery could certainly, I mean, he's not as big. One championship is not as big as the UFC. But in terms of scale and scope, it's going to, what Chattery's trying to do over one champ, one championship, especially getting his hands on Lupini Stadium, massive. With the Amazon deal, the only issue that I see with the Amazon deal is that it seems that they only are doing fight card, one fight card a month in for Amazon. Whereas like the UFC, you know, the ESPN deal is everything. All their fight cards are under ESPN, including pay-per-views. So they're satisfying that contract. Uh, but with one, I don't know. Because it, cause that way, because, you know, UFC got the money from ESPN. So they're essentially paying for the cards. Whereas with one championship, they're probably, they might be paying for the fight night. The Friday fights, uh, it's called one Friday fights that they're calling it now. Uh, we're up to four now. Uh, they've been fantastic, but that's their regular fight cars that they, you know, we're used to seeing on ESPN coming in, coming on Singapore time. 
So, uh, you know, we'll, um, but yeah, I, I just think that one championship is a, a promotion because Chatter's always kind of, he wants to work with Dana, but he's always kind of gone, gone at him. Scott just, you know, Scott Coker's just like, whatever you guys want to do, whatever, you know, you need, you need both. You need someone who's aggressive, who's not, who's fearless. And you also need that person who's easygoing. So I see someone like Scott Coker, he easily be cocky and arrogant, you know, because he could easily check Dana like, yo, you can get, you got your fighters from me, bro. Because that's the reality. It's one for Strike Force. I mean, we wouldn't have all these great fighters, these legends. I mean, yeah, you had WEC, you had uh, Invicta is another one. But yeah, Strike Force, man, Strike Force has helped the UFC out a lot just by, you know, having, doing what they did. Of course, Pride. Got to give a lot of credit to Pride. But um, that's why I keep criticizing people. Like, Dana didn't do any much on his own. He had a lot of help. A lot of help. But yeah, um, I want to give a, you know, give my thoughts. Well, I want to celebrate the life. You know, I hate, you know, thoughts and prayers. I hate saying that. You know, I want to celebrate the life of Victoria Lee. Drink a toast to her. Um, she's only, she's only, sadly, only on this earth for 18 years. The Lee family closed up their gym, they said, permanently. Hopefully it's not going to be permanent. But that, that is, I can't imagine what that, um, what they went through. I hope. Whatever happened to Victoria wasn't at the gym because that, that you know, I, they would definitely have it closed permanently. Um, you know, it's all these speculations as to what happened, which was a lot of it was disrespectful and ugly. Um, but, yeah, I want to I want to celebrate the life. Uh, I was one of their harshest critics, the Lee family. The irony is that I was actually going to feature Christian Lee. Well, I still am. I'm going to feature him as my fighter of the year for 2022. He captured two belts. You know, if he if he I mean, look. He he did so much in one championship. If he wanted to retire at, a, at the ripe young age, I, again, when anyone retires from MMA, I always congratulate him because I just is not organized enough to be sad that they leave like it is in the leagues. You know, a lot of times the players when they leave and leave the, in the league, you just like, not always for a sad reason. Like we saw Tom Brady, he just left because he got old, <laughs> you know. But um, well, MMA is really not run like that. It's not made for that. Like I said, it was run like a business. And so I always congratulate fighters who can get out of it. Hopefully it's not for something like a reason like this. But, you know, if him and Angelique, they did. They, because they, the best thing, one, the thing you want to do is not just win a title. You want to defend the title. That's how you truly can say you're a champion. And they did that. They both did that. And I mean, you know, Angel tried one more time to go up a weight class. Christian was successful. Was successful. Angelo was not. But yeah, if they want to stop fighting, I understand. I understand. This is something that's going to take a long time. But what I will say is, time does heal all wounds. It does get better. There are still going to be times where you, you'll think about the person, you'll get sad. But for the most part, trust me, I know time heal all does heal all wounds. Uh, I do want to send positive energy out to Pollyanna Botolo. She's another person who I used to criticize. Not, you know, she just that one time, man. That one fight. God damn, what? This is one fight where I was like, yeah, she going to win. This, man, I parlayed it up. She just screwed the booch. I was like, ah, no. Uh, but, hey, um, I wish her well. She's fighting cancer right now in the biggest fight of her life. She's fighting cancer. I hope she wins. I'm a better on her again. <laughs> I'm a better on her again. 
Yeah, uh, uh, and man, she she uh, left the UFC, but she made a pit stop over in Invicta, and then she's gonna uh, she made a pit stop over in Bellator. So hopefully she gets back because gets back to one hundred percent and gets over to Bellator and takes over. I wish her well. She would be a, a great addition over there at Bellator. And yeah, yeah. Oh well, of course. Speaking of two um, UFC two eighty four. Apparently, <laughs> the committee is Megan Anderson on the committee and Brett Akimoto. Yeah, on the rankings committee. Yeah, and now we know why it's so bizarre, right? Yeesh. But I do, you know, because someone thought that I was arguing with, arguing against them. First of all, they're not great because they kept Volk in the, you know, in the pound for pound. I don't, you know, I. I'm not, I've said it before, I said it again. I'm not big on the pound for pound, man. I still don't understand it. What's the point of it? But, you know, the fighters, as we see, the fighters take the ranking seriously over at the UFC. Well, they take them seriously everywhere. But, over, you know, like one championship, the fighters understand, like, they just got to fight whoever they got to fight because of all, so many, so many situations over there, especially with the missed weight. There's so much missed weight, missing of weight over there that the fighters are stuck facing whoever they got to face. Uh, I am wondering what they're going to do with because the, the women's animated division shines. It's their, it's their straw weight division, really. Uh, it's their one fifteen division is atom weight. I don't. I think they. I think they got changed that because we saw a more type battle where I believe it was Miss Scarface. Her fight. It was a catch weight at one twelve. So I'm like, well, maybe there are you know true atom weights. Just make a one-on-five division. Don't call it microwave. Change the. I, I wish Chattery would change it. That's my one thing. It just change the weight classes to match the rest of the promotions. God, that irks me, man. Because he's saying, well, he doesn't want that. He does the, the bumped up, and then it's the hydration, and everything to prevent dehydration, which is fine and dandy. But it's do the weight classes the same as the UFC and Bellator, but add more weight classes. You can have a 112 division. Well, no. What is it? 105 to 1. I think you have a 110 division and then 115. I think that's how it goes. I know you could do 160 and 165. Big John McCarthy did confirm that. He confirmed the 175 division. Uh, it's in the rules. So, yeah, I, I wish Chatch would face it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what the big deal is with the pound for pound thing, but. Alexander Volkanovsky maintained his pound-for-pound pound status in spite of Islam Makiev winning. I mean, look, I posted the stats. I posted the numbers. Volk won. Like, those takedowns, there's four takedowns. See, I thought Islam won initially because I thought that he led in significant strikes. But apparently Volk, because you lead in significant strikes and you score takedowns, I mean, you know, it's they, well, that person won the fight. I'm sorry to tell you, that person won a significant strikes and got the score takedowns with the that. That's the problem with the uh, Patty Pimplet fight with Jared Gooden. Perfect example. Like he, Patty didn't do anything. If he just fired up a submission attempt, or at the and scored a takedown of his own, like you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Like, yeah, he Patty won, but yeah, he didn't do anything. Like, you know, Jordan scored. He scored the takedowns, and um, I think he led a significant strike. So, yeah, he, in fact, won, you know, he won the fight. He got gagged. and um, But, yeah, and then the Volkanovski, he, got, he won the fight. Had Islam led in significant strikes, this would be a different situation. But um, Volk was credited with, with a knockdown. 
So he has one knockdown to Islam's four takedowns. And Volkanovski led in significant and total strikes. I mean, he won the fight. So, uh, yeah. And that's the problem with MMA. The, you know, some things, it's hard to make it the same as the leagues where, look, this is like, you know, NFL. We just had the Super Bowl feature my Eagles. Go Eagles. You know, I'm still an Eagles fan. I'm not these suckers out here. But perfect example is that it's the bracket is the bracket. That's it. The Eagles had to face the, the Kansas City Chiefs, period. The bracket is the bracket. It does not change. You know, that's the problem. You know, and that's kind of the problem. Whereas with MMA, there's so many circumstances where it's like, yeah, you should, you know, like Islam should be pound for pound because he won, but did he really? Yeah, eh. But I think another problem is that things are so subjective, like the scoring is inherently subjective. It's not like, I think that, well, that's probably the problem is that everything is so subjective in mixed martial arts, whereas like, well, company sports period, but whereas NFL, you have to outscore your team. You know, yeah, we have some situations where the refs make bad calls, but inherently you can't blow a team out. You can't shut another team down. Kind of like with MMA, you can't finish a fight. And that solves the whole problem. Finish a fight. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not, um, you know, I, I don't, like I said, I'm not big on it. But he does remain. And, and I, I don't disagree with the call. My point to all that is that I don't disagree with the call because he did actually technically win the fight anyway. So, I don't disagree with the call, but yeah, it, it's the things have to be so subjective in MMA that it's hard to really structure it the way that the other leagues, the actual sports, I hate to say it like that, actual sports um, are run. Now, like I said, Talia Santos is out. We have the ever always dangerous. I'm going to try and deliver a suspect picks with some audio this time. Oh, boy. Mm, the dreaded Jessica Andrade, one of the most dangerous women in, I mean, mixed martial arts, period. Goodness gracious. She is about to force a rematch. With, she could possibly. We're talking somebody. We're talking about someone. I wonder how she would do. You know, like, like she lost to Rocky and she did lose to Jennifer Meyer. Now, with the flyweight division, it looks like she was, she's going to blow if she can beat and Blanchfield she'll maintain her third ranked spot in flyaway I'm getting so confused now because she's in both divisions my god this woman can actually be in three divisions I wonder how she would fare in Bantamweight now the way that it is like I said she probably might still have problems with Raquel Pennington because Pennington is improving as a fighter so she could in fact have you know still have problems with Pennington uh, Pennington Jennifer Maya, she probably won't have to fight Jennifer Maya, who gave her problems in the past, uh, defeated Andrade. I mean, she really gave her problems. Like, I don't think that pros problems that Jennifer Maya gave Andrade will change. You know, Andrade is a different fighter, but I think, but so is Maya, you know. So I think Maya might still be uh, Andrade's kryptonite. But we're talking about someone in Power Driver who possibly could fight in all three divisions, who could be a title contender in all three divisions. Could you imagine? Like, can Holly Holm really beat her now? You know, Holly's kind of, uh, Holly don't, you know, her style hasn't evolved, you know? Like, I wonder, because Andrade hits so hard. You know, she has brutalized bantamweights. Like, I think she has a finish in every division. She's fought in every division, but I got to look up whether or not she has a finish in every division. It's a scary woman. We're talking about someone, because she keeps taking these last-minute fights, that and wins 
she could end up forcing a rematch between Wei Li and Valentin Sachenko. She just because she just brutalized Amanda Lemos at uh, strawweight, and here she is moving in at flyweight to take out Aaron Blanchfield, which is highly likely. I'm a, hopefully I'll be able to do get suspect picks out for that. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, I don't, man. I don't, I don't like Aaron Blanchfield's chances, man. Um, yeah, sure, she can keep get Andrade down, but can she keep her down? Can she finish her on the ground? And it is going, you know, running and darting into Andrade. That's my concern. Dart, darting into, you know, trying to shoot for a single leg against Andrade. Uh, that's what Laura Murphy was doing. And she, it kind of worked, but Andrade was just getting back up again, powering out, moving, you know, Andrade. No one can really hold on, you know. I haven't seen anyone really hold Andrade like that other than Maya and Pennington. Like, it's, you know, and the way Lee just used her strikes, she's just as strong as uh, as Andrade is. Like, man, I I don't like Blanchfield's chance. Because her striking is just, you got to, man, look, you don't need to be an elite striker, but, boy, you, you, you can't be... You can't have your face open with messing around with Andrade. Bad enough body shot pretty much has leveled many of her opponents. But, man, you see what happened with Lauren Murphy. You don't got no head movement. You don't, you're striking ain't on par where, you know, you can, like, like Rose finesses. She can finesse. But even Thug Rose, she's one of the best strikers in the women's division going. And she ended up with a black eye in that rematch. <laughs> Yo, man, she got busted up in that rematch, boy. People scratched their head. Did she win? <laughs> Yo, man, she got busted up in that fight, man. She one of the best strikes. She one. She's one of the more elusive fighters, I should say. One of the more elusive fighters with her head movement, her footwork, switching stances, like very elusive. Rarely doesn't doesn't take a whole lot of damage, but man, she got. She got beat up in the rematch. We already knew what happened in the initial fight. Goodness. And that's another thing. Do you really want to grapple with Andrade? Yikes. I mean, getting close to her, I just think that's a bad idea. Like, you get close to her, who was to say that? Because she lifted everyone up. The only person she couldn't get up was uh, Lauren Murphy because she, you know, she was just too tired. She thought she could knock her out. The planet Earth thought she could knock her out. Lauren Murphy's skull is just made out of concrete. It's crazy. Oh my goodness! Um, so yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm just letting you know now. I do not like Blanchard's uh, chances. This, uh, I don't, yeah. So we gotta pray for her that she doesn't get killed. You know. Now the thing, my only concern with this fight is. Andrade, um, she just got when she fought Lauren Murphy. I thought she needed maybe needed some more time to heal up. So we'll see. Ah. The Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh man, Jordan Wright. I, you know I'm not one to complain about fight cards, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I don't, man. You know, I'm not one to complain about no fight cars, but John Reich, he ends up, because I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm wondering if uh, Andrade actually was clear. Because he essentially, you know, was injuring her hands, beating up uh, Lauren Murphy. 
wasn't anything Lauren Murphy did. She just got <laughs> she, she just got uh, got tired. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, got more coming. I just wanted to do an intro. Uh, oh man, man! Before I leave, I want to say that um, I want to apologize to folks, man. Some people I've been posting stuff. I usually think that there's no response, there's no activity, so I move on, going about my business. People have been responding and things, and I haven't, man, I've been leaving people, folks hanging. I apologize. Uh, but I don't know what's going on with my account, man. I even put it, you know, even when it's for mobile, it's on a different, a newer phone, and I still just can't get the response. The responses don't go through for some eyeball reason. I don't get the notices, nothing. Uh, and then the format is just for you and following now. This is ridiculous. So I wish he would fix the format on Elon Musk would fix the format on here. Uh, Cause I, I just, I'm not getting anything now. Um, you know, it's all verified mentions. I'm not, I don't get anything. So I apologize to folks out there who made comments on my posts, especially those who are po positive comments and I haven't gotten back to you. I apologize for that. Uh, I told you whether it's Twitter and Instagram, I, I apologize for that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to do a more detailed breakdown later. Just want to bring you guys some news of what's going on. Uh, yeah. But one championship, man. Listen, listen. Fights every week, people. Violence, man. Oh, man. Especially the fight Friday fight ones. Oh, my God. Friday fight one. Friday fight four. Oh, Lord, the carnage. And oh, my God, the big one, Amazon, man. Oh, my God. Super bomb. We like, yeah, he's the best ever because he took out the best ever. He got smoked like a pack of cools. Goodness gracious. Oh, my God. More detailed stuff coming later. I just wanted to do a quick, uh, you know, just a quick how y'all doing and a happy new year and do a quick intro for four seasons, people. Four seasons. Oh, by the way, we got the, you know how I feel about the old timers. We got the old timers, Matt Brown going up against Court McGee. Oh, man, the, the Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler one, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Even with John Jones, I'll believe it when I see it. I, but right now, I don't believe it. Yeah, that's what they, that's the, the fights that we have going forward. But yeah, I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Also, PFL, you know, I'm not a big fan of PFL. Yeah, I'm a hardcore. Just because I'm a hardcore doesn't mean I'm a fan of all these promotions. They just watch them because of the talent. Speak, but PFL is trying to do some good things. They got women. So now, right now, instead of just having women's lightweight, congratulations to Larissa Pacheco. Uh, I wanted to give her a fighter of the year. I had to tap out. I had to tap out. You know, I got to give to agree with a lot of people, Jean Wei Lee, because she fought twice. You know, she took out Joanna Young Jacek and she took out Carlos Sparza. Both finishes, both two women who hadn't gotten finished in like a long ass time. Well, you know, I don't really, you know, Joanna went a long time before she got smoked by Thug Rose. That's what I mean by that. So, and that's by Thug Rose, who was thought to be the best straw weight on the planet Earth at one point in time, you know, before she got destroyed by Jessica Andrade. And of course, defeated twice by Carlos Sparza. Um, but uh, yeah, PFL, they got uh, so yeah, uh, Larissa. Well, Larissa Pacheco, definitely an honorable mention. Yeah, it's Kayla Harris and everything, but I just thought that was an impressive performance to me. I know it wasn't the most exciting fight, but I mean, we're talking about someone who overcomes someone who people thought was like the best scrapper on in terms of women going. 
And Pacheco, I'm like, she has jujitsu. She she got this. There's no way she can't get this. Yes, yeah, she owed two, but no way she can't get this. She got it. She's a millionaire, baby. Good for her. But yeah, they got the flyweight division featuring. Um, they had recently signed Sammy Joe Luxton. So this is going to be fantastic. We have they now have flyweight, featherweight, and now lightweight. Uh, I still can't believe Julia Butt lost. I'm like, what? What in the hell is going? I still can't believe she lost. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, yeah, Aspenlad's gonna go down to the ground. I'm like, I just, I was lost. I'm like, quit. I, just, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what she's doing. Um, Julia Bud. I, I don't. I'm confused by her. I, I'm, I'm truly, truly confused by her. But yeah, it is Matthias Gamrot replacing uh, Jalen Turner. There you go. You know, and um, before I leave, I want to uh, thanks for all the love on the uh, Lake Show account, and at Hassan Milliken is the personal page. Uh, I have a special um, podcast episode addressing some of my comments. In the comment section, in the personal account about business, some people had some questions about business, and I suspect that some of the people who are um, who have been following me lately are, you know, they they want to they're following me because of the the business. Some of my my comments as far as business goes, and uh, yeah, I'm willing to give business business advice, uh, and so I'm thinking I was actually thinking about doing a whole new different not whole new but a separate a secondary podcast not sh jamming everything into this podcast got three different things going on here i got suspect picks i got recaps now i had midweek motivation that i wish i hope i can bring back one of these days and my spotlight it's a lot you know so it's like four different podcasts on one umbrella uh, i want to separate them to be honest i want to separate them but yeah and like I said, more detailed recaps coming soon. Just want to do an intro episode. I'm leaving here for today. You guys take care. Hope everybody stays safe, stay strong, stay positive.